This is episode 41 of Dead Letter Radio. As always, I'm your host, Taze, and this is the podcast with the slogan, Your Words, Your Podcast, because here we feature your writing, poetry, short stories, letters, anything and everything you've written down that you want shared. This is the podcast where we give you a voice, a platform and an audience, but because it's your words, you are the star of each and every episode. If this is the first time you have listened to this podcast and you would like to submit your own work for a future episode, stay tuned to the end of the episode and I'll go over how to do so. Well, how's everyone doing today? How has 2022 treated you so far? Now this episode will be coming out on January 18th. So we're still really early into this year, but I do hope that so far it's been delightful. Uh, Maybe you're looking forward to what the future of this year will bring. Maybe you're just glad you're over and done with last year. Whatever it may be, I hope things are on the up and up for you. As always, I like to take a moment to just sit back and talk with you, the audience, maybe a little one-on-one. And if you have friends listening, maybe... how many ever people are listening with you but i do want to sit and just chat a little bit and then check in and see how you're doing i actually had something i wanted to specifically talk about though before we dive into this episode and i asked this on twitter what does success mean in a creative uh, space specifically writing and i read a few people's replies and i'm just going to share two uh, that kind of in the same vein Um, but ian toki on twitter says for them, it was being a writer is the idea of being read. It's the idea of having someone like my stories or my writing style. I don't have to write for money, so my ideas might be abstract and mystical. Another person on Twitter, but going by Hikari Hannah, says, I feel accomplished when people say they enjoy my stories. And I think that is a really big component for a lot of people when it comes to writing and creating to have someone appreciate and enjoy this work, whether it's written, uh, song, uh, visual art, have someone enjoy it, this thing that you brought into existence, into the universe that didn't exist prior. Uh, and as I've mentioned before, creative works can feel like a piece of you just because you are the maker of it. So to have someone enjoy it and be as excited about it as you are, is uh, can be breathtaking it can be overwhelming and it's just a a feeling of elation and i think that's a a lot of ways that people can feel success in their work i was thinking about myself on this answer how would i say i view success as a writer or in that creative space and i can't say monetarily because i never (laughs) have uh wrote to make a career out of it um or written excuse me to make a career out of it But for me, I really enjoy, when it comes to writing, uh, making very visual and visceral scenes where the, it's not just the landscape, but the atmosphere and the emotional frequency is so interwoven with it that uh, as much as you see in your mind's eye, you're also feeling, even if there's no conversation going on in that piece. And that's always been my favorite part of writing because I've also never been really good at drawing (laughs) or at least I've never taken the time to be good at drawing uh, and other visual art 
And so when I'm able to accomplish that and hit the right tone, the right atmosphere, and really put to words the visual movie or the mental movie I'm seeing in my own mind, and it seems at least to me a one-to-one, at least as best as I can with my ability, then I am just uh, elated about it. I just am so excited and almost like a little kid. I just think it's very cool that I could put some or make something that didn't exist anywhere else but in my head and paint such a, at least to me, vibrant, emotionally charged scene uh, without ever picking up a paintbrush. And I always consider that a success when I've written something or wrote something uh, for myself personally. So I would love to hear uh, what you consider a success, and not just the writing, but into any creative works, whether it's painting, or making a movie, photography, singing, songwriting, anything like that, you can feel free to send me a message regarding that. And I go over all the socials at the end of the episode. But that's kind of what I wanted to talk about. I am very excited for this episode, and I did forget in my rant to do uh, the weather report, as I usually do in these episodes. Um, So before we get into this episode, uh, let's take a look at this weather. And right now we are looking at, for the date of this release on Tuesday, the 18th of January, uh, 22 degrees Fahrenheit for the high and 4 degrees Fahrenheit for the low partly cloudy with wind. It's a cold day. Bundle up. Maybe if you have nowhere to be, uh, get comfortable in the house, put on the pajamas, and relax. And especially with this episode, because it is an amazingly packed one in the sense of I did arrange it to almost make a feel-good sandwich, which might sound cheesy, but I wanted to end, or begin and end on a positive note, so that maybe if this year hasn't been going quite your way yet, or maybe it just was a bad day, or you're just feeling a little gloomy, that beginning of this episode and the end of this episode, you will hopefully feel a little bit lighter. And that doesn't mean, though, that the meat of this sandwich isn't amazing either, because it absolutely is. And I think you'll see why I also bounced this episode in such a way. I hope that wasn't too cheesy or corny, uh, but I felt like that was the perfect analogy for, for this episode. So, enough dawdling, enough me rambling. Let's get to these amazing pieces of episode 41. So to begin, our first piece is by Eric Robert Nolan, and you can find him on Twitter at ericnolan1, and it is titled, Imagine the Moon as Companion. Imagine the moon as companion, and it will bring you ease on sleepless nights. Smile at its quiet path, its torpid, bright accord of lighted arc, as though its delaying were willful, its timeless passage ponderous to pass the time with you. For if you find the moon familiar, it will do what all true friends do, it will ever smile back. And no matter what the world disorders, what woes will weigh your days and bind your nights to waking, What griefs will clamor after you at night in heavy voices, as laden refrains in your heart? What other departures, when other hearts revolve and fall away in their own foreordained arcs? The moon will always return to you. The moon is ever more certain 
than your own sorrows. Think about it. Light is infrequent in space and existence. Think about the unlikeliness of it, the moon's honorarium of precious metal, moving and unvarying among measureless cold spaces to find you as it elegantly burns. It's almost inconceivable. Eternity is mostly darkness, yet your little corner of night's nigh-infinite black is made a rare and argent-kindled silver meant uniquely for you, as bright and nearly as beautiful as you are. So thank you so much, uh, Eric, for sharing this piece with us. And I thought it was just a great way to open this uh, episode to start this feel-good sandwich, I guess as I aptly put it in the intro. And what I really enjoyed about this piece is, to me, the grounding power of nature to make us feel connected in the here and now, and as he put it, and chose so aptly the moon, that we know in some form the moon will always be in the sky, that even we might have sorrows and heavy thoughts on our mind and negativity, and yet even that will fall away compared to the eternity of the moon hanging somewhere up there, shining its light upon us, following us closely and supportively as a friend would. And we can expand on this even further than the moon. As I said, you can be knowing that there's going to be a spring or summer eventually if you live somewhere with four seasons, that the snow will eventually melt, knowing that the earth in your area may feel cool beneath your soles, taking moments to put your hand against the tree and just feeling grounded in that moment, the here, the now, knowing that these aspects of things in some form will exist long after our problems wash away. And I thought you captured this uh, beautifully, so thank you so much, Eric. Our next piece in today's episode is by Malik Ogis, and it is titled, I Can't Tell You Because. Sharing. It's like handing you a gun and praying you don't shoot, naively hoping that you take it apart, then fix it anew. Clean out the chambers and polish the paint, and maybe you do, but what happens when I anger you? and the glinting gun catches your eye. What if you just weigh it in your hands, wrap your finger around the trigger, and say goodbye? Who's to blame? Maybe it's you. But then again, you would never have been able to hurt me if I hadn't entrusted my gun to you. So thank you, Malik, for sharing this piece with us today. Regarding this, they said... I started writing this poem based on my feelings about a new friend that I've made who I've started to share things with that I really talk about, and well, I hope that she never shoots me. For more context, I guess the poem is also about me being scared to share my poetry with anyone that I know. I've only ever shared my poems anonymously online. And first off, I want to say uh, thank you so much for sharing your piece with us today, then. 
Uh, I've mentioned numerous times uh, with this podcast because it's one of the main reasons I started this podcast was I wanted this to be a safe place where people who are especially maybe nervous or um, uncertain about sharing their work can do so and maybe build up that confidence or what have you. You can do it anonymously or named because sharing your work can be terrifying. And regarding your piece specifically, trust is a scary thing. It's It calls to mind that, at least for me, that any relationship has to be built on trust, right? And the closer we are to someone, usually we start entrusting them with the more vulnerable aspects of us. The things that we hold closest to our hearts and souls, the things that the majority of people don't know and probably will never know. And in that trust, how easily things that we give to them could be turned, as you put it, into a gun. And if we get on their bad side, or if things go south, and how it can be used against us. And unfortunately that does happen, even with people who love us, and even when we love people, sometimes in the heat of the moment, things are said that should never be said, and the gun is fired. This is a great reminder, at least to me, that so when people entrust us with things, to know how powerful it is that they gave us, and to never misuse that. So thank you for sharing your piece. Next, we have a piece submitted anonymously titled, The Thunderman. The Thunderman, with his pointing hand, burns to glass the hills of sand, rends all things that live in twain, leaves survivors not quite sane, and all mankind has come to fear when the sign of the Thunderman draws near. Let all who hear his voice take warn, this man or God commands the storm. Take cover, hide, turn away from his light, it vanishes day and kills the night. He blows the tallest mountains away, as the sun rises twice in a single day. To lose your ears is to hear that sound, that shatters wind and melts the ground. Crushes diamond, makes dust from stone, swallows whole skin, flesh, and bone. This power that eclipses hot as fire, forged not of heaven, but mortal ire. Damnation, also to breathe the smell of smoke and fire that rivals hell. Cries will issue from tortured tongues, the breath of thunder invades the lungs, now speaks the final words and fast, the end of your life is already past. The Thunderman, with trembling hands, has invented death for every man. He opens his mouth, yet no words fly, as a terrible smoke swallows the sky, he thinks to himself as the cloud unfurls, now I am become death, the destroyer. Of worlds. Thank you for sharing this piece with us. What stood out to me on this one with my initial reading is when I first, and maybe it seems very obvious now, 
as I've read it subsequent times, but my first reading, uh, my brain, or I started imagining as uh, personified uh, once-in-a-lifetime storm, a great uh, natural disaster. And as I read along, and then you finally get to those uh, final lines, and maybe I'm just a little daft, so I had my initial reading, I didn't pick it up right away. Um, that you realize with the line, now I become death, the destroyer of worlds. That it, the poem is referring to the atomic bomb. Regarding this piece, the writer said, I write a lot of historical and war-themed poems. But this one started out as something different, like a rain god or something. Then I envisioned the last stanza and gave myself chills. And first I want to say, as we're talking about uh, being uh, what is success when it comes to writing for you, giving yourself chills with your own work, I think that's a huge success. Always be proud of that. You can be happy and impressed by your own work. But yes, I think you captured the fearsomeness and the great tragedy to life itself that the atomic bomb generates from the destruction of nature to the death of those affected by it either immediately or long term due to radiation now, this is not a happy poem but captures the brutality the unimaginable uh, destruction that was set in motion that could be dropped and has been unfortunately if you're not familiar with the last line and i and i appreciate when people are able to do this in their work just personally it doesn't mean you have to or anything i just think it's always neat especially when it's well implemented but that last line now i i am become death destroy our worlds is a quote from j robert oppenheimer who is also called the father of the atomic bomb. So thank you for sharing this piece with us. I love a little bit of history, but let's hope that this one part of history doesn't repeat itself. Next, we have a piece by an aspiring horror writer, Spiral Augustus, who is also known as Spiky Spiral on Reddit, and it is titled, An Out of Place Red Door. Since time crumbled my brain, I have been wandering and wandering in an empty land without any meaning. Hands reached out to me, but they had no faces. I had no purpose. The thoughts in my mind were just empty spaces. Time went on, and the hands did too. They all lost me in the end. It's what they like to do. My emotions and body wandered away from my head. Now all I know is the emptiness of confusion, no feelings or dread. When I almost lost the concept of my very existence, I saw a brick wall in the distance, infinite miles wide and sky tall. In the center, there was an out-of-place red door. I thought it had the answers to all. So finally, I spotted my destination. Months pass by and my knees grow weak. My throat is groggy when I try to speak, but I'm getting closer. My feelings come back to me as my wrinkled hand reaches for the door. 
My heart thumps with anticipation, but the other side of the door is just a new emptiness. I want to go back, but it pulls me in. I am reborn, and the hellish cycle starts again. So thank you, uh, Spiral, for sharing this piece with us. Regarding it, they said, I was thinking of going for the story of someone who grows old and suffers from dementia. People try to help, but in the end, they'll either give up, die, or their narrator no longer recognizes them and believes they are leaving him behind on purpose. When he finally gets the end he craves, he discovers to his horror that he repeats the cycle again and again for eternity. It is a very real and terrifying, tragic, and painful condition that many people are afflicted by and many families have to go through and deal with. While I haven't personally had to go through with someone having severe dementia in my life so far, I have read and heard from people uh, their accounts of it uh, when when their family members were afflicted by it and how terrible uh, it is, uh, truly. And I think you do, or you capture to the fear and uncertainty and the confusion and maybe a lifetime feeling of a journey that those afflicted may feel. That confusion and wanting to finally reach the end of this goal and maybe find peace and then that horror if you have to do it again and again. Uh, So thank you for sharing this piece with us. Next by Twisted Prusty, and you can find them on Instagram under the same name, we have a piece titled, A Nice Thought. You'll encounter it one day, a great silence that suffocates all the voices in your head. The beach is empty, and waves speak a foreign language. The forest, massive and detached, folding over itself like dough. There you'll feel more like yourself than you ever have. And in the delightful loneliness of the moment, you won't find all the answers, only the right questions. So thank you, Twisted, for sharing this piece with us. And your piece is the final piece of bread in this feel-good sandwich. And maybe I should stop using that analogy. I don't know if it's working very well. But I did uh, really enjoy your piece because it seems like it's easier and easier to uh, be overwhelmed, to be overcome, especially with our own doubts and our own insecurities and our own anxieties, uh, and that's just only focusing on all of our uh, eternal, uh, internal uh, voices that we may deal with, or feelings and negative emotions, and to finally be able to hit that moment where those voices, those that were suffocating, as you put it, are silent. And maybe he'll feel like almost like a strange land where the beach is empty, no one around, and the lapping of the waves sounds like a foreign language. 
the forest is moving and folding so easily without any strain it's relaxed and you'll feel like yourself you'll feel lighter able to breathe uh, a delightful loneliness as you put it so well where all you need is yourself in that moment and yes you might not have all the answers we rarely ever do but maybe now in this peace and this tranquility in this silence you will be able to ask yourself the right questions who do you want to be where do you want to go what do you want to do so thank you for sharing this piece with us and that is the end of episode 41 and so I hope you guys enjoyed this one. The, all the works submitted were wonderful and amazing. And thank you, as always, for allowing me to read them and share your words. If you're interested in who wrote what, look at the description of the episode. And I'll have the title of the piece and the name or credentials of the author who wrote it, if they chose to include it. If this was uh, your first time listening, or maybe you are a repeat listener and you love this podcast, please leave a review or rating anywhere that you listen to your podcast. It just helps out, and I would really appreciate it. And if you'd like your work featured on this podcast, well, I'm about to go over how to do so, so if you want to take out a pen and paper, start typing on your phone, or just listen to me ramble on for a second, please sit tight. But uh, the way to do so is relatively easily. There's two ways to do it. You can find my email on my Twitter. So I'll start there. So if you go to Twitter, if you have one of those, <laughs> you can find me at DeadLetterCast. That's DeadLetterCast, C-A-S-T. You can just DM me there if you'd like, if that is easiest. If you'd like to email me, as I said, my email is on my Twitter, but you can also email me. Get ready. It is DeadLetterRadioPodcast at gmail.com. DeadLetterRadioPodcast at gmail.com. There, just send me a your piece, and anytime you try to submit any work for this podcast, the way to do so is the title of the piece, uh, and obviously the piece itself, how you'd like to be credited, and it can be anonymous, that's perfectly fine. And then any background info you might want shared with the piece, you don't have to include it, um, but it could be what your goal with the piece was, why you wrote it, what inspired you and motivated you to do so, maybe your creative process when you went to write this piece down. And that's about it. And then I will take a look at it, and there's always the potential that it will be included in a future episode. Um, And I usually try to reach out to people when their piece is in an episode, but if I forget or miss uh, somebody, which can happen, I highly encourage you to return uh, every time an episode's out, so that way you can see if your piece was featured. So, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I had a just a delightful time reading it. I hope now that whether it's day or night, you're going into work or you're relaxing, that your day is looking a little brighter. Maybe you feel a little lighter. Uh, maybe you just are thinking a little more uh, positive or just feeling a little bit more relaxed. Um, after another one of these episodes. And as always, you know, I am rooting for you, wishing you the best, and hoping that your day is just wonderful. This is Taze with Dead Letter Radio, 
and I'm wishing you all safe travels.